kids hang out just for one minute. Just for one minute. Just one minute. I, I appreciate you, Aiden. I appreciate you all being very, very nice. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. I appreciate you being very nice right now. It's almost time, okay? Just give me a few more minutes, okay? Thank you. I know this is tough on the kids, and I appreciate your help. That's okay. It's okay. 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 I threw this one in on them, so I apologize to y'all. So for those of, of you who are here, we're going to have communion in a moment. And those who are watching, I give you a moment to get your elements if you'd like to partake with us. I certainly want to encourage you to do so. It's been a lo- little while since we've done this. In a moment, I'll give you a few seconds to, to pray and make sure that it's right with God. Because remember, we are instructed as we've been studying Corinthians together, the order of service as it relates to um, communion and not taking it worthy. Uh, you have to take it seriously. Amen? Amen. So I want to, we've been talking about the last week, we talked about um, the truth. And this morning I was drawn to um, John chapter 4, where Jesus has the encounter with the Samaritan woman at the well. And if you'll remember, um, and I know most of you in this room and certainly watching remember that story, you know, Jesus started to speak to her, he asked her for water, and you know how the story goes. And then when he told her to go get her husband and she said, I don't have a husband, he says, you're right. You've had five husbands and the one you're living with now is not, you're not married to. And then immediately she says, okay, you're a prophet. <laughs> but then she goes into asking him a question about what the Samaritans believed versus what the Hebrews, what the Jewish people believed. And Jesus said something, and it's very, it's, it's, we, we need to get a hold of this. The time is coming and now is. They that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So my brothers and sisters, as we do this, and this is what struck me this morning, as we take this communion, you know, we have to do it in spirit and in truth. And what does that mean? Yeah, the Holy Spirit anointing, sure, that's part of it. But my brothers and sisters, we have to understand what, in our minds and in our beings, what we truly are doing and what this is all about. That's really the essence of what that scripture is. We must worship Him in spirit with all that we are and in truth according to His Word. Amen? Amen. Amen. So uh, take a few moments. You, you may be seated, sit, Neil. I'm going to give you just a few moments. Just make sure everything's right with God. And then as we're doing this, I want to encourage you to come up and please help yourself to the elements. If husbands or dads want to serve your families, that's up to you. Um, I'll take care of the media and mom. Amen. Amen. That would be good. Go ahead.
Thank you, Ray. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we bow our hearts and who we are to you this morning, and thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, that what we've confessed according to your word, if we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. So thank you for your righteousness this morning, Jesus, as we've confessed our sin and do this not as a religious activity or action, but Lord Jesus, there are people in this room and people who are watching with our whole hearts, Lord, we worship you. With our whole hearts, Lord, we do this now to identify with you, with your body, with your blood, with your word, your truth and with each other. Father, we do this as your body, in unity. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless the rest of this time that we've come together, that, Lord, that you be glorified in everything that we do and say. In your great name, Jesus. Amen? Amen. And amen. So, my brothers and sisters, let's just go ahead and, if you haven't already begun, let's, um, and I, these things are Tony-proof, so just give me a second. I don't have fingernails. But these are good ones. I usually don't have this kind of trouble. Here we go. So my brothers and sisters, on the night that Jesus was arrested, we know that He had that last supper. A lot of things happened that night. And there were so many things that were so important. Every bit of what he did, everything he said was so important and so true. But specifically that night, there were so many things that he taught us. But this thing that he taught us to remember the body that was broken for us, that, that body, that sacrifice that he made, amen, that we would be whole. Lord, we remember your death. We remember how you were broken for us. And so, Lord, we ask that you would come alongside us now, fill us with your spirit fresh and new, that we may also become a sacrifice holy and acceptable in your name, Jesus. Thank you. Amen and amen. Take it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And likewise, my brothers and sisters, we know after he took the cup and he said, this is my blood. My brothers and sisters, we know that the scripture spoke from the beginning when God had to give animal skins to Adam and Eve that he taught them because of their sin, there had to be blood that was shed without the Shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Amen. And then we also know, as the Scripture teaches us well, um, that Passover meal, the blood 
over the doorposts and the lentils. It meant something. And then Jesus. And Jesus spilled his blood for the remission of our sins. Amen? And it also sealed the new covenant. Sealed the new covenant that we have with God in his own blood. Amen? So Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice that you made. And Lord, we receive now with our heart, with our mind, with our understanding. And Father, know that you shed your own blood that we might have remission of sins. So thank you, Lord, that we can be sin-free in your eyes by your blood. In your name, Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Take and drink. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I sing praises to your name. O Lord, praises to your name. O Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name. O Lord, praises to your name. O Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I give glory to your name. O Lord, glory to your name. O Lord, For your name is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. And now the moment Aiden's been waiting for. (laughs) The young people can go to their classroom. And thank you for being so good, all of you young people. I appreciate it. And thank you, Aiden. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And don't worry about the cups. We'll get them after service. Hallelujah. I got to be 100% transparent with you. I'm struggling between two messages right now. (laughs) Hallelujah. Mm. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Kason, you can relax. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be... Uh, I'm preaching out of Joshua. That's I've got my notes or something else, but this has hit me, and I just I'm just going to go with it. So, Lord, help me. Amen. Amen. So, um, if you want to just take, jot down, because I'm going to jump around a little bit, I think. And uh, so, if you want to just jot down, that's fine. But I'm going to do a little bit of reading. I want to forewarn you, okay? 
So if you go to sleep when I read, that's on you. That's, that's not the boring preacher. That's, you better get filled with the Spirit. Amen? Amen? It is the Word of God. It is the truth. From Old Testament through the New Testament. Amen. Amen. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, and this Lebanon. See, I, I, want, I want to just pause here for a moment. You know, part of my study was I was looking at the historical land and what God promised. So now they're on the other side of Jordan, if you remember. They've already crossed the Red Sea from Egypt. And then before they crossed the Red Sea in Egypt, remember they had Gashan. Uh, there, were, there were some things that they had, there, there, you know, that they were, um, that they occupied. So when Moses cr took the Israelites across the Red Sea, they went up through, they went east and then came around, not straight up through from Egypt into, you know, the area now that we know is Israel, but they went east and then came back through. Amen. And God had a plan. So the people that were in, now if you'll see what is now Jordan, Israel occupied that. There were other people there, but then Israel basically overwhelmed two kings uh, there, and they occupied that. In fact, Moses spoke to a couple of uh, the peoples of Israel and uh, gave that land to them. Amen. And part of the deal was, okay, we'll give you this land because it was they were shepherds. They, they had all kind of livestock, and it was just so great for them. That, to, that land was so great for them, they wanted to stay there. And so Moses made a deal with them. Okay, we'll let you do that, but it's not fair because the rest of us have to go across as God commanded. And you know, if the only way you could do that is if you leave your wives, your children there, but you have to the men who are fighting age, you got to come with us and help us defeat the enemy that's in that land. Amen. You, anybody remember that? Amen. Okay. The reason why I bring that up, my brothers and sisters, is just because of where we are right now. Israel is already being totally lambasted everywhere for doing the thing that they should be doing as it relates to protecting their, their land, their families, their, their kind, their country. My brothers and sisters, it's, it's a shame what's going on, and it's a shame what's happening here, but I also see in the middle of this, you see right now the country's aligning, and you know that we're in, it's about to happen. We're in the last day. There's no way that this, this happened before where you could say, well, see, the you know, it's been fulfilled and the first century saints, they were uh, looking for Jesus to come back and they thought he could come back at any time. Yeah, but now we know more, right? And we can see how these countries have formed and we could see the prophecies of Ezekiel coming to pass, Gog and Magog. You see now Russia lining up with Iran. There's Gog and Magog. They're getting, my brothers and sisters, it, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow, but I'm saying we're so close right now. So as I was studying and, and looking at some of these things, you know, those uh, to, to, to really look at the land, God struck me with some other things, and that's why I was messed up as far as where should I be. So hallelujah. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I, will, is, I have given to you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and from Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. Do you know that goes halfway up into Iraq? Do you know that? Okay, so the, the Iraqi country is really, that's part of the promised land. I will tell you when God is not a liar and God's word is true. 
I'm just saying. And all of the land, the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for, this, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong. See, here's some condition here, my brothers and sisters. Here's, here's part of the deal. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand nor to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. My brothers and sisters, see, that land is going to be theirs no matter what. God swore that land, and remember, we've already studied because God swore of it by himself that this is what's going to happen. But now specifically, as he's saying to Joshua, you're going to prosper in this land if you follow the law. If, if you all follow the law, you're going to prosper in this land. And we know what happened. They did not. And my brothers and sisters, even now, Israel suffers a lot of things, and they will continue to suffer a lot of things. It's like I said to you, that's a secular nation. They're not a theocracy. In fact, if you look at what they're doing in their democracy, they have Arabs, they have, they're, they're all kind of non-believing, non-Jewish people in their um, their body of their, their lawmakers, their leaders. So my brothers and sisters, they're, they're, it's not like they're um, you know, a theocracy. They're not following the Old Testament law and ruling their people as God commanded them. Oh, Tony, do you expect them to do it? Well, God expects it. It doesn't matter what I expect. In this modern culture, do you expect? Yeah, God expected that. Amen? Amen. He did. And so it doesn't matter what I expect. So now you see, uh, my brothers and sisters, uh, Joshua... Uh, does exactly what the law the Lord asks him to do. Amen? Amen. And so what happens, they're on that side of the Jordan. Um, he sends spies because the first town that they're going to go, the first city is going to be Jericho. And, and we know what happens there eventually. But there were some things that led up to that. God bless you. So what we see then is Joshua hearing from the Lord, getting instruction and doing what the Lord has said. When the spies go into the land... The spies come back, and remember, they met Rahab. And remember, Rahab protected them, and they made the covenant with Rahab, as long as you don't squeal on us, as long as you keep the, you hang this scarlet ribbon and your house, and whoever's in your house will be saved. Y'all remember that? She lived on the wall. And amen, and she did. She held true to her word, and they held true to their word. But those spies came back. When those spies went back and spoke to Joshua and the rest of the leaders of Israel, they said, those people over there are shaking in their boots over us. Their spirit has left them. They're, they have no. Why? Because they had already seen what God had done. Come on, see, my brothers and sisters. I keep telling. I, I I don't know how long I've said. It. I know I've said it uh, at least the last couple of weeks. My brothers and sisters, those of us who are a little bit older and a little bit older in the faith, and that, and, and we have these young people that are coming up behind us. You know, whether the Lord comes back or raptures us out of here, whatever happens, man, we have a generation of young people that we have responsibility to show that there is a God. His name is Jesus, and it's not just good stories or philosophy. We just—he wasn't just a good man, a prophet of God, like other religions would say. He is God, and He is powerful. So, my brothers and sisters, we of all people need to be walking around courageous and strong, not haughty. See, that's that's where we get off. Uh, we, we, 
I, I just, I'm so sick of all of those folks that want to talk about the power of God so that they can use it to make money or they can make themselves great. No, I want to make Jesus famous. And I know you do too. We want to make Jesus famous. If I pray in tongues, it's not to draw attention to me. If I'm praying in tongues, it's because I want to pray in my most holy. Maybe I'm struggling with what to pray exactly, so I'm going to pray in that language that God gave me. And if that offends somebody, I'm sorry, I don't want to offend you. But what I'm saying to you is I just got to go by the Word of God. I'm just this clay vessel that He poured His Spirit into, and sometimes I got to pray by the Holy Spirit. If the Lord has asked me to go ahead and lay a hand on somebody, it's not because I think I'm all that. In fact, the opposite is true. He's using me despite me. Why? So that you may know that it's not me, it's the power of God. I'm so... well. I, I just can't stand it anymore. And then we have all of the other ones who try to, to talk like they're so cerebral, like they have this, this, this high intellect and they've got all of this divine revelation from God and all that. You know what? There is no new revelation. It's right here. The only one that got secret revelation from God was the Apostle Paul. That was it. This is complete now. All the revelation of God is here. Now, He may give us words of knowledge for each other. He also has ordained and, and given people the gift to teach and preach and to prophesy so that this may be understood. It may be spoken because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So we know that hearing has a meaning and the meaning is not just to hear with your ears, but you get an understanding Amen. that you hear it by the Spirit. Amen? Amen? So now watch. What do I mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. Brothers and sisters, you've heard me say this several times and many of you in this congregation and watching at home, you can say yes and amen. You know good and well that you know the Lord has had you in a scripture and then you've showed up and you went to a church that day, whether it's this church, another church, whatever, sometime in your life you went to the church and the very scripture that the Holy Spirit was nudging you about, that's what was preached. Has that happened to anybody? Me too. How about, you know, you didn't even have, but someone around you said something and they happen to be in the same scripture that you were in. You end up sitting there having a Bible study. Come on. That's, that's my brothers and sisters, that's how it works. Faith comes by hearing, by understanding, by having that down in your spirit, man. And God gives those of us and those of you the, the absolute honor but at the same time, humbling effect that we can have on each other. Come on. Are, are you there? Yes. I, I, I want to be courageous. I want to be strong, but I don't want to be haughty. Uh, I don't want to be a Pharisee either. I'm telling you, God requires holiness. He does. Israel got in the situation that they were in because they did not... Listen, they did not follow God. They followed their own feelings. They followed their... See, and that's another thing. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people, well, God said this to me. Stop it with that. That was your own head. That was your own feeling in that moment. Stop it with that. Because if it doesn't line up with this, you're, you're, I don't know who you're talking to. It, you, I had a person that claimed that they, you know, they died and they, they saw God and blah, 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 and God told them this and God told them that. I, got, 
I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, my brothers and sisters, but there's no way that happened. You know how, how I know that? Because the life didn't change. You tell me if you stand before God and He's telling you something specifically, you tell me that you're going to go ahead and go on living like you were living before you saw God? Now, I'm not saying that that would transform me into this perfect human being. But some things would absolutely have to change. I could no, I darn sure could no longer be the God over my own life when I came face to face with the true and living God. I want to be strong in the Lord. I want to be powerful, but in the Lord. And the Lord in me. Oh, are you there? Be strong. So he sends the spies in. They're, they're shaking in their boots. And part of the reason why they're shaking in the boots, they heard about the Red Sea parting. Word has traveled even back then. They didn't have snap trap, uh, tic-tac-toe, or you know, fake book, or anything like that. But they didn't even have telephones. Hallelujah. But word still traveled. And they know that the kings on the other side of that Jordan just got smashed by the Israelis. Come on. So they know all of this stuff. So now they're shaking in their boots. Amen? Amen? Joshua receives instructions from the Lord on how to cross that Jordan. And many of us know the story. You know, you have the priests and the Ark of the Covenant go in there first. And you know what it says? Because now some people say, well, you know, maybe there was a drought going on and, you know, the, the river wasn't that big anyway and blah, 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 blah. Shut up. You guys are so aggravated. Stop trying to explain the supernatural with the natural. You can't do it. So here's what happened. The Bible even says that it was that time of year when the Jordan was outside its banks. It was flooded. And the priests stepped. As soon as they stepped into the water, it started receding. And it said the upstream was like a, a, like a big bulge. It was just there. No dam. God was the dam. And, as, and those priests stayed in the middle of the Jordan and all of Israel passed through. And then they, sent, they had 12 each, man, one man from the, each tribe got stones out of the Jordan, and they set it up on the other side of the Jordan as an altar. Y'all remember that, amen? amen? Hallelujah. Followed God's plan, just as God required. Hallelujah. So now, that brings me over. I'm going to come back now. So now they're on the other side, and they know in three days this is going to happen, and Joshua gives them some instruction. What to do, right? And they're waiting, and it's going to be, the time for the battle is almost. And now, this is, uh, Joshua is by himself. I'm going to be in 513 if you want to be there or check me out later. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? So, are you on our side or are you on their side? So he said, no, but as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for the place where you're standing is holy. And Joshua did so. My brothers and sisters, who was that? Jesus. That was Jesus. Before he took the body, before he was born of the virgin, that was Jesus. In him is contained all the Godhead bodily. So whenever you see the angel, the angel of the Lord, or this, the commander of the Lord's army. And you notice what else? When he was the angel of the Lord that appeared 
before Abraham at, at the tent opening at Mamre. He didn't correct him. When, he didn't correct Abraham when Abraham called him Lord. He doesn't correct him when when Joshua calls him Lord and worships him, and then he adds to it. Take up your sandals. Take up your shoes. You're on holy ground. Does anybody remember when else that phrase was said? When Moses stood before the the God that that God was revealing Himself in a burning bush. God wasn't a burning bush. He was just revealing Himself through a burning bush. My brothers and sisters, this was Jesus. And He's with a sword drawn. Hallelujah. So I'm thinking, Joshua, he's, he's by himself. I'm saying, you know, maybe he's, he's having doubts. He's seeking the Lord. This is a mighty big thing that's about to happen. This is a huge undertaking. So he's seeking the Lord by himself. And the Lord shows up. I'm wondering, my brothers and sisters, do I do a good enough job seeking the Lord by myself? Do I get bored easily? Yeah. You know, I've confessed to you guys before. I mean, if the room is totally quiet, I mean, I'm, I'm totally distracted. I made my way through college with loud music while I was cramming for a test. I just That's the way I did it. So somebody could say yes and amen. You know, I can't, I can't, I just can't do it any other way lest the Lord change me and just get a hold of me. And there are some times where it's quiet, but most of the time when I'm studying, there's something, there's noise. I have to have noise in the background, otherwise my mind starts to wander. So what I'm saying to my brothers and sisters is, however that is, there still has to be this quiet time where I can just hear the Lord. This quiet time where I'm saying, okay, it's not about me right now. I mean, yeah, I, I may think that I'm the, the smartest man. I may think that I've read so much and I've studied so much that I have the answers, but no, 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 no. Once I start doing that, I get like the rest of them. I already know. No, you don't. The depths of this, and many of us in this room that have been Christians for a long time, and maybe not so long, we've studied scriptures and then we come back and we're studying it again and something happens, something clicks. Holy Spirit doesn't teach us contrary, but gives us a depth that we didn't have before. Amen. Come on. Isn't that amazing? The Word of God is, is, is just unbelievable. But it's the truth. And my brothers and sisters, when I'm looking at this Scripture and then I consider Joshua standing there, it, it, it made me think. I want to read to you a couple of Scriptures. Just bear with me. And then I'm just going with it right now. I've got to be honest with you. I'm... Just going with it. This was supposed to be part of the other message. But I'm going to go ahead and... In Revelation chapter 3, to the beginning of verse 1, And to the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you, are, how you have received and heard. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Faith comes by hearing. Remember how you received it, you heard it. You, you, see, in other words, you, you heard a message. You heard the gospel. You heard the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ through His apostles and through His prophets and through His teachers. And you received it. You heard it. You understood it. Amen? Hold fast and repent. 
Now, there is a, a, a very famous teacher, a lot more of a following, than, a lot bigger church than I have right now, but he'll, he says that once you're a born-again Christian, you never have to repent again. What, what, what does this say? Who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. And when he gives messages, he, right, what, right now the seven stars, we know who the seven stars are. He told us that back at the beginning of Revelation. The seven stars are the messengers of the churches, the preachers, the pastors, the teachers of the churches. Right? So he's saying to specific preachers and teachers and in that era and then this era. Now many people think that each of those letters um, makes a different era of the church age, which possibly could be. But I think it also, there's different seasons that we all go through. And I think that it could be speaking to each of us in a different season of our life. And I really do believe that. But I do believe that we are in the, 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 the last church age, the church of Laodicea. I really believe that. I believe that the church is compromised. The church is not hot. It's lukewarm. And, you know, but now it's about to wake up. Amen? And then he's going to pull those, those, the remnant that are truly his. He's going to pull us out of here. And then, so anyway, let me uh, continue before I. I know your works, that you have a name and that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have found your works not perfect. I want to pause on that. I know I went backwards, but I want to pause on that. My brothers and sisters, their works were not perfect. Do you know, I think, why? I think it goes back to what we started this whole message with, what we started this whole service with. They that worship Jesus must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I think that they stopped worshiping Him in spirit where it became kind of mechanical. Oh, last Saturday month, got to go feed the homeless. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying that, that, oh, that's a sin if you... No, but let's be mindful of it. When we're doing it, let's make sure that we're still doing it. It's not mechanical that we're still doing it with our whole heart. We're still doing it with the right spirit. Are you with me? Does that make sense to anybody? I, I, I apologize for skipping over that, but the Lord brought me back to it because I think that any and every one of us can suffer that in a moment or two during our walk with the Lord. Amen? I don't want to get mechanical. Well, it's Saturday. It's Sunday. Well, uh, you know, that was a word from God. Let me write this down, and then on Sunday morning, I'll put all this together. I can't do that. You can't do that. And we can't be mechanical when we're trying to teach our young people. They could see right through it. And I believe, my brothers and sisters, that's why we're in the condition, or the church, I should say, our country, the culture, is in the position that it's in right now. Be real. Be real. Again, I'm, I'm repeating, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. I've not found your works perfect. Be watchful. Be strong. Remember what God told Joshua? Be strong. Be strong. Be courageous. Be watchful and strengthen. Be strong. Let's strengthen. Let's make sure that we're strengthening ourselves by the Word of God and the Spirit of God, and we're strengthening one another. We're helping each other. Amen? Remember, therefore, how you've received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I come upon you. Amen. Watch what? 
He told us in the Gospels, didn't He? Jesus said something before. He said, watch and pray. Watch what? Watch for these things when they happen. And it's going to be like birth pangs upon a woman. We are there. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Watch. Why? Because if He splits that sky, you, you want to go on the first load. I'm, I want to go on the first. I don't want to hang around here. I don't want to be here. Hey, if some of you want to stay, I love you. Bye-bye. And I'm not, you know, it sounds facetious. I'm sorry. But, but, but do you understand what I'm trying to say? So now, he's given me this instruction. Watch and pray. So I bet I'm going to watch. Watch what? Watch these signs. Because when you see these things happening, you know it's getting close. And the first thing that's going to happen as it relates to you know, the wrath of God, then the, the bowls and the seals and everything starting to pour out, the rapture of the church. Amen? Amen. Alright, because it, it's very specific. You guys know it. We've taught it. You didn't need me to teach. You already know. You know we're holding him back. The church is holding him back. Who? The Antichrist. Yeah. Amen? Okay. So now, here we go. So now I'm jumping over to Isaiah real quick. There shall come, this is verse 1 of chapter 11. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of its roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord. I'm going to pause there for a minute. Do you see how I have all of those things in, in yellow up there? Okay. Remember when we were back in Revelation, it said the seven spirits? Jesus had the seven spirits, right? Spirit of the Lord, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, fear of the Lord. Seven spirits. It's Jesus. So, and the reason why I'm saying this to you, my brothers and sisters, so watch. How do we know? I mean, that's, there's one of those scriptures that's telling you who the Christ is. And then he's telling you in Revelation. Jesus is telling you in Revelation who he is. This is, my brothers and sisters, that didn't happen on accident. Hallelujah. <laughs> the spirit of wisdom, understanding, the spirit of counsel, might, the spirit of knowledge, and, the, and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, just, just remember, uh, delight yourself in the Lord. You know, that's a good one because if I delight myself in the Lord, He'll give me the desires of my heart. Yeah, that means the, the, that your focus, your attention, what really makes you happy, what makes you... Mm, delight. It's not about me being happy. It's not about me feeling good. You know, I want to be delighted in it. I want to respect and have, still have this awe, this deep regard for the Lord. And when you're old like me and you've been a Christian maybe for 40-something years, whatever it's been now, 40 years, and then all of a sudden, my brothers and sisters, can I get stale? You know, can I... Okay, the answer is, yeah, I'm human, but I can't let myself... I, I can't let that happen. Amen. Right? So just like I can't let my service to the Lord be mechanical... I can't let the fear, my fear of the Lord, I can't relax in that. So that's why I get so, you know, when I hear these guys say this stuff that's just, are you kidding me right now? I, I've seen a guy like this, you know, I, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm too, maybe I better not say it because then I'll be a Pharisee. I'm not going to say it. His delight is in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge 
by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge. Jesus. Hallelujah. The poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. Hang on to that one. I, there's a reason why I got that one like that. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Amen? Okay, still in Revelation. We're going to Revelation 19. Something that you all are familiar with. Revelation 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and what? True. 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 Do you love the truth? Remember where we started a week ago, and it was those who were going to be deceived, and they didn't develop a love for the truth. Do you, do you love the truth? Because if you do, you, you can't love the truth without loving Jesus because He is the truth. So that means all of these people that say, I want the truth, I want the truth, I want the truth, then you have to want Jesus because if you don't want Jesus, you don't want the truth. Amen. And in righteousness He judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and on His head were many crowns. He had, uh, he had a name written that no one knew except Himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Hallelujah. Truth, the Word of God, Jesus. And remember what Jesus prayed. Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. We are set apart as His by His Word. Amen? Okay. And the armies, of, and, and the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed Him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations. Remember what it said in Isaiah. Would you put that one back for me? He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. Who is that? See, centuries and centuries and centuries before it's ever going to happen, Isaiah saw it. Hallelujah. A couple of centuries, centuries and centuries, more than a couple, when John saw it, he wrote it down. It was the same thing that Isaiah said. My brothers and sisters, make no mistake. Jesus is God. Make no mistake. He's truth. Make no mistake. He's required us to be in awe of Him. Yeah, He's my friend. But He's God. Yes, He did take a body and become lower than the angels. He did humble Himself so that I might be set free. And then He taught me what it was like to be His follower, to humble yourself. He lived, and remember what He said, the Son of I had no place to lay my head. He lived meagerly. The one who owned it all gave it all up so that you and I eventually could own it all. Own all what? Him. Him. Holy eternity. Can, can you... And so, am I going to go ahead and you know, sell short for whatever I could get down here? Well, to be honest with you, the human side of me, mm, that's why my brothers and sisters, I have to know what this says. I have Listen, I have to command myself. I have to command myself first. You will walk according to the Spirit of the living God. I have to command myself. 
Are you commanding yourself? And then, listen, when I'm doing that, I have the same thing that Joshua had. What did he have? He had the commander of the armies of the Lord on his side. Because after all, it was actually the other way around. The battle is the Lord's. Whose side are we on? See, Joshua said, are you with us or are you with our enemies? Mm, neither. I fight for the Lord. Whose side are you on? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last scripture. Maybe. <laughs> John 14, please. John 14 will begin in verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you... See, there are some people, there are some denominations that wish that scripture was not in there. Why? Because there are many denominations, or at least some that I know of, that preach that all of those signs, wonders, and miracles died with the apostles. It's not what it says. It also says, I believe Mark, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will. The qualification is what? Believe. Believe. Believe on Jesus. Amen? Amen. Verse 13. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will, give enough, he will give you a helper, another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. I'm going to go now. There's another scripture I just want to get to. I'm sorry. First John 4, beginning 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you'll know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now already is in the world. My brothers and sisters, listen. Now, you know this, and you've heard it from this pulpit, other pulpits, and you didn't even need to hear it from me or somebody else. You knew it just because you study, you read, you pray, and you know what's going on in cultures and all that. Islam is one of the biggest um, growing religions in the world, but they do it by population. You know, they, they take over lands by populating, just like they're doing now, everywhere. Um, but my brothers and sisters, I, I want you to know, that is... Uh, that is a, a, a religion straight from the pits of hell. Any other, any, anything that's a lie is, is, is straight from the pits of hell. But this thing is, got, is on a roll. And a lot of it is because of po political issues. That's why. And so my brothers and sisters, so many uh, politicians and so many uh, governments and countries are so afraid of you know, being accused of you know, 
being racist or being, uh, um, what is it, Islamophobic and all this other stuff, that they're willing to go ahead and accept this doctrine of demons. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 any, any denomination, this is what this scripture is saying. Any belief system that says that Jesus, the Messiah, has not come yet, that he has not come yet in the flesh, is a lie. That's what he's saying. So he said this in the first century, my brothers and sisters. Now, Islam is still working for their Mahdi, their, their last imam. Their last imam sounds an awful lot like the Antichrist, if, if you want to know the truth. And the Israelis might think that that was going to be there, but then they're going to find out that that wasn't him, the Messiah that they've been waiting for, and that's what's going to cause a lot of them then say, Jesus was the Messiah. My brothers and sisters, listen, we're in the middle of all this, but what do you believe, and why do you believe it? I believe the truth, and the truth is in Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Easy to say, right? But we got to do it, and we got to show the kids, because look, hallelujah, remember, he's, he's given us this spirit of truth, and this spirit of truth, my brothers and sisters, also is the spirit of power. How do I know that? I'm smart. No, I read... Why did you laugh at me, Steve? Come on. I said I'm smart and Steve laughed at me. Yeah, yeah. No, but listen. Remember, Jesus said, you have to go and wait in Jerusalem. You'll receive power when the Holy Ghost falls on you to be my witnesses. Hallelujah. Be strong. Be courageous. Right? Be strong. Be courageous. You have the truth. There's no, listen, there's no, there's one truth, and you have it. You have it. You have it inside of you. Amen? And you've seen it demonstrated in power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, that's why, my brothers and sisters, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would move in and among us with power, that our young people will see signs, wonders, and miracles, so that they know that there is a difference. Well, the, you shouldn't have to see signs to believe even Jesus. My brothers and sisters, what are we left with? When you get right down to it, I want my kids to know and I want my grandkids to know that if something is going wrong, if something is so... We've done it. We've seen it. My son was born with a defected hip. He's, he's made whole Amen. by the power of God. Not by Tony and Michelle, but by the power of God because we just believe what God said. If there's any sick among you, take them to the elders of the church. Let them lay their hands on them and pray. My brothers and sisters, I was fasting and praying because is this kid sick because of me? Come on, come on. So desperate that I did not. Come on. So our kids need to know that. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's not be ashamed. Well, they're going to think I'm a wacko. <laughs> I'm not a wacko. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I had a doctor when we brought him in after we had the prayers. We had a doctor confessing, praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with him. Michelle? Amen. Amen. So look. I'm not special. He's not special. Well, he's a little special. But I'm not. But, but my brothers and sisters, look. God is no respecter of person. Here's what, he, here's what God is looking at. God is looking at those in Christ by faith, who have faith, who believe and know what they believe in and know what they trust in. They've read the truth and the truth has made them free. Free from what? The power of sin and death. Free from anything and everything that means to do us harm in the name of Jesus. 
But God doesn't heal everybody. I know that. I don't know what. I don't know why. I don't know how. All I know is I'm going to keep believing in him. If I get healed here, hallelujah. But I know someday I'm going to be healed because when I go to be with him, hallelujah. A new body. And I'm going to be six foot four, by the way. I'm just telling you. Don't mess with me. I think we're all going to be the same height, by the way. So, you know, just, hallelujah. For those of us who are vertically challenged. Hallelujah. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now already is in the world. He was already in the world back then. You are of God, verse 4, little children, and have overcome. You've overcome them because he who is in you, hallelujah, is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. By what? Listen, my brothers and sisters, you hear me saying? The people who are really wanting to know the truth, the people who are really of God are hearing what they're teaching. And the evidence of that is that they're living differently. There's power. There's something great inside of them. My brothers and sisters, you and I need to be strong. We need to be courageous. We are a living and abiding by the truth. And when you're abiding by the truth, you're in the truth, you're in Christ. That's the only way, my brothers and sisters. And what he said, if you'll remember all of these scriptures that I kind of fit together, my brothers and sisters, he says, ask. 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 If we're strong and if we're courageous and we know what we're believing in, we don't have to be shy about it. We can have faith and know. I am in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus. I believe that He is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm doing what I can. And I have His Spirit now in me who gives me an understanding of the truth. And I understand that this truth, it, regardless of who's against me, regardless of who's against Him, regardless of what they're preaching, they're teaching, they're saying, regardless of anything else, there's one truth. His name is Jesus. And He said, I have power because He's given it to me. I believe Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know. Maybe you're here or, or watching. You're, you're facing a challenge in your life. Maybe that's why the message was all the way it was. Because maybe you need some courage. Maybe you need strength. Maybe you need to get some confidence back. Right? Maybe you're in the... Man, I, so, there's so many of us right now our jobs that we're just being pressed on every side just because we're, the workload is so great and the workers are few, or you know, we're raising families and there's always pressure on that, or we've got this bad report, or we've got a kid on the way, or we've got all of this stuff happening. My brothers and sisters, I don't want to just minimize that or just say, ah, oh, fooey, don't be a baby. No, I'm not saying that. All that stuff is important. But my brothers and sisters, listen, we have something that's so great if we would just go ahead and focus our minds, our attention, and my, my brothers and sisters, give it, Everything that we've got, those other things start to fade just a little bit. 
They're not as important. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to go away and it's not going to be important. I'm not one of those guys, well, if, if you just hold your mouth just right and you pray, you have faith, uh, everything's going to be perfect. God is going to, you know, you're going to have the check in the mail and you're going to be, have uh, you know, the big palace and like they have. No, that's not going to happen unless God has determined that, that what, that's going to happen for his purpose and his plan. Right? I'm never going to win the lottery. I don't play it, number one. But on the other hand, if you want it and you want to share it with me, fantastic. You want to give me a ticket? I'll take it. But if I win the lottery, then it has to be, something has to happen. It has to be according to God's plan. Listen, if something good happens to you, praise the Lord. If something bad happens to you, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in me than he is in, in the world. They can take me away right now. Eventually, I'm going there. Hallelujah. You have power. Let's start, listen, let's start encouraging each other to walk in the strength and in the power that God has given us. Amen? It is true. Every word that He said is true. If He did it for Joshua and for the army of Israel, He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. So what we have to decide, my brothers and sisters, is whose side are we on? Whose side are we on? Amen. Stand with me. Hallelujah. 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 Father, I would love to be that kind of church that has musicians right now that could be playing the mood music and we can ask for a traditional altar call. But Lord, that's not us right now. So Lord, all I'm asking is that you would continue to move on hearts and minds. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just convict where conviction is needed. That you would strengthen and teach and guide. But Lord, in this moment, whether it's somebody in this room or someone watching, Lord, if we're in a place where we know that we're not near you, we've, we've fallen Lord, I pray that that person right now would cry out to you in the name of Jesus. That they would confess. That they would just totally give themselves up. Lord, that they would say that I would say, we've tried it our own way long enough. We want to be on your team, Lord. So help them, Lord. And Lord, if there is anyone under the sound of my voice who has, is not sure whether they're saved. If you split the sky, they don't know if they'll go. Lord, I pray by your Holy Spirit you would move and work on their hearts and minds. Lord, that you would convict them and that you would reveal to them again your gospel. Your gospel, the good news that says, yes, you are a sinner, but I've died for you and spilled my blood. That Jesus at Mount Calvary paid the price that you could not pay. So now follow him. Leave your sins at the cross. Leave your own will, your life, your, your wants, your desires. Leave all of that at the cross and follow him. Lord, I pray, I, I feel confident in my spirit, Lord, that there are some people in here that needed to hear that. So Lord, I pray that this 
this session will not go by without them crying out to you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so we bless your holy name. We praise your holy name, Jesus. We give you honor and we give you glory. We ask, Lord, that you would continue to lead, guide, and direct us. Strengthen us with the power of your might, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be humble. Help us, Lord, to realize that it's not us. Help us, Lord, not to be guided by our own thoughts and our own feelings according to our own flesh, but help us, Lord, to be more mindful of the things that you've called us to. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, while we're here in this attitude of prayer, I want to lift up Israel to you. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would perform your perfect will. And Lord, all of those who are already our brothers and sisters, the Messianic Jews, Father, we pray your protection that you would lead God and direct. And for all those who are about to make Jesus the Lord of their life, hallelujah. Lord, I pray for the Palestinians that seem to have no choice. Father, for the young ones, for the older ones, Father, for anybody in between, if there is a way, Lord, that they can come to know Jesus somehow through all of this, Father, I pray that people, even on that side, the Gazans, would be saved. Father, in Jesus' name, your will be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you all. Go in peace. And if you need prayer, if you'd like, please, please come and pray with us.